I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. And welcome to episode 564 of A Practical Show Done by a Practical Guy, and that is me. Welcome. Well, this is one of my most favorite things to do of every week, and I I get to enjoy it with you. And folks, most of you know I am just a regular guy. I'm not ex-law enforcement or ex-military, just a regular dude. Been doing this now since 2005, carrying a gun, training competition shooting things like that absolutely enjoy it immensely and i take my second amendment rights very seriously so this week i'm going to talk about home defense guns there seems to be a lot of argument maybe i should say disagreement or maybe i should just say huge variance of opinions I'm going to try to narrow that down a little bit, but it's an important subject to talk about because a lot of people think about it. I know a lot of people that say things like this. Well, I don't go anywhere unless I'm carrying a gun, right? They don't go anywhere. And that would be pretty much me unless I'm going to a place where I'm prohibited to carry, where I'm legally prohibited to carry. I'm carrying my gun. And then I hear people say things like, I would not go anywhere that would require me to need a gun. And to that I say, don't go home. Because you are likely to need a gun at home just as much as probably out on the street. For most people, most average people. Now, if you're going into the part of town where all the gangs are and there's a bunch of gang activity in that section of town, well, then maybe out on the street you might need your gun. But if you look at odds, if you look at the odds of what might happen, a home invasion is probably just as likely as somebody assaulting you when you're out on the street or in your vehicle driving around. So think about that. Let me remind you, this show is brought to you by Keeper's Concealment. Spencer Keeper's is the leading authority on appendix carry. His holsters are incredible. Appendix carry is very popular. He's one of the best trainers and teachers on the art of appendix carry and on the art of a sub one second draw. So you got to check out some of what he puts out on Facebook. Spencer Keepers, one of the sponsors of this show. Keepers Concealment is a sponsor. You can view everything at keepersconcealment.com, including the classes 
And they are also a CCW safe affiliate. Legal protection you need because there's going to be a second fight after the first fight. And that is going to be the legal fight after you win your self-defense battle. That's why you need CCW safe. And you can use the discount code KC10OFF and get a 10% discount. Check them out. So while you're at home, you might need your gun to defend yourself. This is something that a lot of people don't want to think about. I know it's bad stuff. Have you ever met a person that once you bring up the subject about maybe needing a gun at home, they just they ignore you. They want to shut you up. They want, they want you to stop talking about it. Stop talking because it's hurting their ears. It's hurting their mind thinking about that. But you know, it's true. And never stop talking about the truth. That's my philosophy. Never stop talking about the truth. No matter what, never stop talking about the truth. Because the truth is what it is. And in the end, the truth is always going to be there. As Winston Churchill once said, malice may attack it. Ignorance may deride it. But in the end, there it is. And that is talking about the truth. So what's the best home defense gun? Let me dive right into it here. I'm going to take the different firearm categories one by one and I'm going to talk about them. And I'm going to give you my opinion as to what I think the advantages and disadvantages are in each firearm system as it relates to home defense. Let's talk about handguns. Since, of course, this is the Handgun World Podcast. So handguns, I think they're actually a pretty good home defense weapon. I didn't say that I think that they're the best. Let's continue with my analysis here. But I think that they're pretty good. And maybe they're the best. I don't know. I'm going to try not to use the answer, it depends. You know, I, I kind of get irritated. I don't know about you. I get irritated a lot because a lot of people like to say, it, it depends. It just depends on what your situation is. What's the best gun? And I think that's not really a really good answer sometimes to just tell somebody, well, that depends. Because they're looking for you for advice and they're looking for you to help lay out the advantages and disadvantages, the positives and the negatives, the old Ben Franklin analysis, right? The positives on one side, the negatives on the other. So that's what I want to try to do here. Handguns. Okay. We know that one of the negatives of handguns, one of the big negatives of handguns, is that they don't really possess a whole lot of stopping power. Now, I hate to use the words stopping power, but I can't think of anything else right now. And that is our objective, is to stop the threat, stop the bad guy, right? That's our objective. Get the bad guy to change his mind about attacking us change his mind about coming into our home. And a lot of people focus on this one-shot one stop myth. And I think the one-shot stop really is pretty much a myth. Maybe I should back off on that a little bit and say it's a highly improbable event. There have been one-shot stops, but it's a very highly improbable. It's not likely. 
So if you look at a handgun, 9mm in particular, since that seems to be the most popular caliber, most of us have established that between handguns, the 9mm, the 40, the 45, the 357 Magnum, the 38 Special, they all pretty much don't possess the highest amount of stopability, let's say. Let me use that word, right? They suck. Handguns suck, okay? And when people say that, what they mean is their stopping power kind of sucks. Now, I don't know about you. I don't want to be shot with a handgun. I don't want to be shot with any gun. Some bad guys, however, don't care. They don't care what they're shot with. They have one mission and one mission only, and that's to attack you, possibly kill you, hurt you, your family, take your stuff, take your money, whatever they can get away with. That's their one mission. And if you put three or four rounds of 9mm into them, into their body, it might not deter them as quickly as you want, which is why a lot of people say, well carry the gun, carry the handgun, or use the handgun that has the most capacity that you can use at the time. Well, guess what? A lot of people listening to this show, you might be like me when I first started all this. I could only afford one gun. I didn't have the budget. I didn't have the money at that time to get more than just one gun. Matter of fact, I had to work out a trade for some of my services just to be able to afford and get a nice discount on my first gun, which was a Sig Sauer 226, P226, and 9mm. That was all I could afford. It was a lot of money, even with the major discount that I got. It was a lot of money. So if, you're, if you are like me or you were like me, one gun is all you could get. So guess what the best home defense gun was for me at that time? You guessed it, the Sig Sauer P226 and 9mm, because that's all I had. And my point is, if that's all you got, then learn to use and be good with what you got, because that's your best home defense gun. If you have a choice, if you can get a rifle or if you can get a shotgun, well, now you have other options available to you, and now maybe it might change, or maybe it might not change. I'm still a big fan of handguns. Even though they're much weaker than a rifle or a shotgun, I'm a fan of them because they're easy to use, especially today's modern semi-automatics are easy to use. Even full-size revolvers are easy to use and easy to shoot. You get a full-size revolver, even if all you do is load it with 38 special hollow points, you'll be well-armed. And they're easy to use. A 9mm Glock or a M&P or a 9mm Sig Sauer. They're easy to use. And so a lot of people, that's, the, that's, that's their home defense gun. And you know what? I think you're well defended. If you have a good quality handgun. One of my favorite handguns for home defense is a Glock 34. Because I can, I can have a lot of rounds in it. I got a nice long sight radius. I got a nice long barrel. It's one of my competition guns, so I got really good sights on it. 
And if I got a flashlight and a Glock 34, I got a pretty good home defense gun in my opinion. And I can put some real good hollow point self-defense ammunition that are high quality and that are known to perform. And I think I'm going to be able to do a pretty good job of changing the bad guy's mind with my Glock 34. Handguns are easy to maneuver. They're easy to use in small spaces, in tight spaces. What's the best home defense gun? It depends on where you live. It depends on what you live in. Do you live in a small apartment? Are you in a small home? Are you in a huge home? Somebody that's in a small one or two bedroom apartment, it's going to be difficult for them to have a big seven and a half pound 12 gauge shotgun and running around their apartment with a big shotgun. I know a lot of people say, well, you want a home defense gun, get a shotgun. Well, wait a minute. Let's put the brakes on that. I'm going to talk a little bit about shotguns. Now, for some people, shotguns could be a good home defense gun, and I'm going to talk about in what cases that could be. But back to handguns for a minute. Like I said, my Glock 34, it's an excellent home defense gun. It's reliable. I know it's going to go bang when I need it. And I know it's going to go bang 18 times when I need it. 17 rounds in the mag, one in the chamber. And if I've got bigger mags, then it's going to fire every one of those too. Because it's a highly reliable pistol. Now, it's not the only highly reliable pistol, but it happens to be one that I own. And so I'm, I'm talking about it. And I use a handheld flashlight that I keep right next to the safe that's next to my bed that my home defense pistol is in. So I can grab my light and I can get my pistol out of the safe pretty quickly. And I got a Glock 34 and a real good flashlight. And I think I'm going to be able to change the bad guy's mind. Now I've trained. I've trained a lot with handguns. You guys know I've talked about it. You've been following me on this show for quite some time. You know that I've talked a lot about training. I've taught a lot of people. I've taken many hundreds of hours of training myself. Hundreds and hundreds of hours of competition shooting. I have taught hundreds of people how to defend themselves with a handgun. And I'm a student of self-defense. I'm a student of self-defense particularly with guns. And I've been doing it for about 15 years. I still have a whole lot to learn. How about you? But when it comes to a handgun, it does take some training. And you do have to learn how to use it. You do have to learn to aim it. You have to learn to get it out of wherever you're storing it. If you're using it for home defense, you have to learn how to get it out of your quick action safe. Your quick action safe that I have. Mine's a push button safe. So all I got to do is push a few buttons in a certain order and it pops open and in between one and two seconds I can get that gun out of the safe and start using it. But I've practiced that. Have you practiced it? If you're keeping a a gun, a handgun that way at home for home defense, have you practiced using it and accessing it? But overall, I think they're easy to maneuver in small spaces, even if you're in a big home you still might find a handgun much more convenient and easy to access. So let's flip over now to shotguns. You know, shotguns, 12-gauge shotguns. Everybody says that's the ultimate 
home defense weapon, home defense gun, 12-gauge shotgun. Well, let me tell you a little bit about 12-gauge shotguns. One of the popular ones out there are Mossberg 930s and Remington 870s. The 870 is a pump action. The Mossberg 930 is a semi-automatic. The Beretta 1301 is a popular. The Remington 1100. Benelli shotguns. Mossberg 500 series. Pump action shotguns. Those are some of the more popular ones. Most of them weigh between 7 and 8 pounds. Think about that. That's a lot of weight. And they're pretty long. Let's talk for a minute about one of the most popular home defense shotguns out there, the Remington 870 Express Tactical. It weighs seven and a half pounds empty. Now the magazine capacity is six rounds, one more in the chamber, or let's just say six rounds. So put six rounds of 12 gauge shotgun shells. Most people will have double lot buck or number two buck or whatever it is. And that's, that's probably an 8-pound gun. It's a big, heavy gun. And for some people, you know, a big, heavy gun like that, 8-pound, 12-gauge, that recoils a lot, some people just, they don't want to go out and practice with that. And when it comes to home defense, you know, how are you going to hide that at home? How are you going to keep that hidden? And if, even if you're not keeping it hidden, do, are you going to be able to put it in a place where you can access a big, heavy shotgun like that and access it quickly and efficiently? Now, it'll put a hurting on someone because nine pellets are coming out of that 12-gauge round, and they're big pellets. They're almost like nine millimeters in diameter. So it's almost like shooting somebody nine times with a nine millimeter handgun when you fire that 12 gauge. But it is a beast of a weapon. And it's not really practical for some people. So be careful of some of the internet warriors out there that tell you that, you know, the... 12-gauge double-lot buck shotgun is a vaporizer that gets rid of everybody and makes the bad guys disintegrate into a thousand pieces because that's just not true. I did a video. I did a YouTube video many years ago. I'll link to it in the show notes. And the, the name of the video is You Can Miss with a Shotgun. And at home defense ranges inside your home, that double out buck, uh, that, excuse me, the double out buckshot is going to have a very small pattern. It's not just going to spray pellets in a 10 foot circle like some people think that it does. So you can miss with that. It's easy to miss with a shotgun. With, with a 12 gauge shotgun and double out buck, it's still very easy to miss your target if you don't know what you're doing. It's not a spray and pray weapon. It's not a point it in the general direction of the bad guy, pull the trigger and watch him disintegrate gun. That's not what it is. That There's so much myth to that. And it just drives me crazy when I hear people say that. You know, even if you put birdshot in a 12 gauge, inside of 10 yards, it's still got a very small pattern. And in your house, you, you might be firing a shotgun at 
10 feet, 12 feet, maybe 10 yards at the most, 30 feet. That's Those are typical home defense uh, distances. So go watch my video, You Can Miss with a Shotgun. And you'll see what, what do shotguns pattern. How do they pattern? How big is that pattern at the 10-yard distance, at the 5-yard distance? Check the show notes. I'll put a link in there. Now, those are good guns. I'm not, I'm not knocking a 12-gauge shotgun. Mossberg 930s are pretty good. Remington 870s. The Mossberg 500 series. You know, the Beretta 1301 semi-automatic shotguns. And they're all very good guns. And if you're trained, if you know how to use them, and, and you can wield around a 8-pound gun... That's a lot of gun, I'm telling you. If you can wield that around, if you can use that effectively, then that's a great home defense weapon. But inside of tight spaces, I mean, if you're in a tight space or around a corner and things like that, it's not easy to maneuver a shotgun, a big eight-pound huge shotgun in tight spaces. It's much easier to do that with a handgun. You know, maybe you only have to shoot them once with a 12-gauge but if you can't get the 12-gauge on target quickly, if you can't deploy it quickly to defend yourself, what good is it? If you shoot them three or four times real quickly with a handgun, maybe it might be just as effective if all three of your handgun hits are good hits or four hits because you've practiced with it. And because maybe you were inside your house and the handgun just happened to be on your hip because if you're like me, you carry a gun inside your house. Yes, I carry in my house. Because like I mentioned earlier in this episode, I, I, I I'm, might be attacked in my house just as likely as when I go to the grocery store. Maybe even more likely. It's not something that we want to think about, but statistically, it's true. Now, some people say, well, my AR-15, that's the best home defense weapon. I would say as a home defense gun, an AR-15, for many people, might be more practical than a 12-gauge shotgun. But again, you're only firing one projectile at a time instead of eight or nine at a time, like 12-gauge double-aught buck. And the 223 is definitely a lot weaker than a 12-gauge, than a hit with 12-gauge double-aught buck. But I still think a 223 would probably change the bad guy's mind. You start firing one, two, maybe even three shots with your AR-15, with your 5.56 round, I think it's probably going to change his mind, especially if you get good hits. So, And it's easier. It's easier to maneuver an, uh, an AR-15, It's uh, or even if you have an AR pistol. Now, AR pistols inside of a house can be very, very loud. And, I mean, you need hearing protection, pretty much. So, you know, if you're sleeping at night, are you going to have hearing protection on? When you get up and you get out of bed, can you access your hearing protection? Even a 12-gauge. Go to an indoor range and fire a 12-gauge. And that's going to be similar to what it's like firing inside of your house or your apartment. Go fire an AR-15 indoors. And you'll see what it's like if you have to shoot it inside your house. Then fire a 9mm handgun. It's 
a little quieter and a little bit more tame. So that's something to think about because you also have to think about who else is in your house and how well can you control the gun and control the ammo coming out of the gun because you don't want to kill or injure somebody else in your house because you couldn't control the weapon. Because you could not control that 12-gauge shotgun, you might be sending double-ot buck pellets into your kid's room inside the house. Think about that. You might be sending the 223 or the 556 slug that comes out of your AR into somebody else inside your house if you miss. Oh, and you're going to miss, folks. Don't say you're not going to miss. You could miss with a shotgun. You could miss with an AR. You can miss with a handgun. Now, if you miss with a 9mm handgun, or if you miss with an AR-15, it's only one projectile that comes out of that gun. But if you miss with six out of the nine pellets of a shotgun, or let's say you're using something that's got 14 pellets, and only seven of them hit the target, and the other seven are going where? Where are they going? So this is another reason why a 12-gauge may or may not be a real good home defense gun. Just something to think about. What about drywall? They all pen penetrate drywall. They all do. Some people say, well, the 223 doesn't penetrate drywall as much as a 9mm or as much as a 12 gauge. I haven't tested that. A lot of people have tested that. So maybe they're right. Maybe the 223 does not penetrate as much as you might think, as much drywall. But, you know, you're going to miss. Think about it. You're going to miss. You're going to be really amped up in the heat of the moment. Your adrenaline is going to be sky high. And you're, you're not going to be as good with the gun as you are on a nice, sunny, calm day at the range. It's just not going to happen. Because if people are invading your home, it's not going to be a nice, sunny, calm, good weather day at the range. It's going to be pandemonium, mayhem, and it's going to be the worst day of your life. And extreme accuracy with your home defense gun might not be easily achieved. So this is something that you really got to think about and take into consideration. Now, all of these choices, whether it's a handgun, shotgun, an AR, whatever, they're all better than no home defense weapon. So let me get that out there right now. They're better than nothing. They're better than not being defended at your house and there are less lethal ways to defend yourself inside your house that's a subject for another episode I'm not going to get into that but that is actually a pretty good subject that I may be talking about soon but I want to keep this about home defense guns and also property defense because now when we talk about property defense maybe for some reason as we've seen on the news within the past couple of years Maybe there's a good reason. Maybe Black Lives Matter is on your property threatening you. Maybe some Antifa thugs are threatening you on your property. Now, if that's the case, the 12-gauge or the AR are likely going to be the better choice than a 9mm handgun. So there's a big difference between home defense and property defense. A big difference between home defense and property defense. 20-yard shots are not very easy with a handgun. 20-yard shots are a whole lot easier with your AR-15 
they're easier with that 12 gauge with federal flight control double lot buck so that's some stuff to consider now what's the best option I'm not going to say it depends but I will say that how about one of all three how about one of each that you have easy access to how about a good handgun how about a good AR-15 and a good shotgun Everybody probably needs to have at least one good handgun, one good AR-15, and one good shotgun that you have pretty easy access to, but you're storing them safe. You're in a safe or you're storing them in such a manner where it's going to be impossible for somebody to get shot by accident with your gun. But having good quick access to one of each of these three, I think is a, a good thing. Don't you agree? And yet, if somebody came to me and they said, Bob Main, I have a question for you. You see this wad of cash that I have in my hand? This is all I've got. This is my entire budget. I need to get one gun, and all I can afford right now is one gun, but I need to defend my home and my family if that wad of cash in their hand is enough I am going to say to them get something like a Glock 17 an M&P 9 a SIG 320 something like that because I know that that gun in the hands of somebody that's probably not real experienced and doesn't train a lot is still gonna be pretty easy for them to figure out how to use pretty easy for them to keep in a quick action safe and I think those guns are going to change a bad guy's mind as well that's just my personal opinion if they only can have just one gun for home defense that's what I would recommend go get a good medium to full size nine millimeter take your pick they're all good all the brands are good I'm probably not going to recommend a specific brand. I'm just going to say go to the range and find some medium to full size 9mm handguns. Test them at the range. Shoot them. Figure out which one you like and buy that one. And then later, as that person's budget grows, I'm going to encourage them to get an AR-15. And then I'm going to encourage them to get a 12 gauge. And I'm going to encourage them that before they start buying lots and lots of guns, that they do some training with their handgun and their AR and their 12 gauge. Or even a 20 gauge. Nothing wrong with a 20 gauge, by the way. They recoil less. Most of them are lighter. Most of them are not 7.5 pounds. They're slightly lighter than 12 gauge shotguns. There's not as much ammo variety, but, you know, 20 gauge with number two buck or four buck, whatever it is that you can easily get, there's nothing wrong with that. Those are, that, that makes for a good gun. It makes for a good home defense gun. 20 gauge is probably infinitely better than having a handgun in terms of actual power. Now, you still have to aim it. Of course, you got to aim shotguns. But don't discount a 20-gauge shotgun. And for a lot of people, they're going to be much more encouraged to go to the range and practice with their 12-gauge, I mean their 20-gauge, 
home defense shotgun because it doesn't recoil as much. But then again, there are a lot of low recoil 12-gauge rounds, a lot of low recoil, low brass 12-gauge rounds that they just don't kick all that much. But again, you're still putting them inside of a big, bulky, heavy gun. And even a 20-gauge shotgun is going to be bigger and bulkier and heavier than a handgun. Bigger and bulkier and heavier than most AR-15s. It's one of the reasons why AR-15s are so popular. Because they are a rifle. They are more powerful than a handgun. They have more capacity than a handgun. And they're easy to shoot. And they're easy to maneuver. And they're adjustable. Most of them have adjustable stocks. So you can fit the gun much easier to the person. That's another reason why I, I would say I probably like an AR-15 as a home defense and property defense gun better than I like a shotgun because most most of the shotguns have a, a fairly long length of pull. Alright? And if you don't know what length of pull is, that means at the point on the on your shoulder where that long gun rests the distance from there to the trigger, for some people, is a little bit too long. But with most AR-15s on the market that you buy today, they have adjustable stocks, so you can adjust that. If you're a smaller person, you can adjust it to a smaller length of pull, therefore making it easier, more accurate, and safer to shoot. That's my humble opinion and it pretty much is equal to like grips on handguns. Some people, for some, some guns, for some people, are just the grip is too big. It's too big. That's why there's so many good guns out there. Like, for example, a Glock 48. That's another great home defense gun because it's got a relatively small grip. It doesn't have the big fat grip that most Glocks have. It's a much smaller grip and easier for people to shoot. A SIG P365XL, which I happen to have in a Concealment Solutions Cobra outside the waistband holster. Concealment Solutions is also a sponsor, and they have phenomenal inside the waistband holsters, outside the waistband holsters, competition holsters, you name it. Check them out. Concealment Solutions. Magazine pouches. ConcealmentSolutions.com. Handgun World is your discount code for a 10% discount at Concealment Solutions. So just like handgun grips are better for some than others, so is the length of pull on a long gun. So check into that. That's another reason why I like AR-15s, because it's so easy to make an AR fit the shooter. And it's much easier, in my opinion, than it is to get a 12-gauge shotgun and try to make that to fit a shooter. So home defense guns. Yeah, it depends, but I really don't want to say that it depends. Uh, I gave some of my opinions and recommendations right here on this episode. And I'll tell you something else that's not talked about very much when people are analyzing a home defense gun. What should they get to for their home defense gun? Many times, once a person gets a home defense gun, 
and they start to practice and train with it, they typically get other guns. Then they typically understand that they need to get a rifle or they need to get a shotgun or they need to get another gun that is better suited for concealed carry, for example. So that's why I think it's important to remember that accessibility can you get to your gun? Can you get to your, can you store your gun safely? Can you store it safely when you're not using it? But can you get to it real quickly in case you do have to use it? Time is time is of the essence. You know, wasting time is the worst thing in a self-defense situation of any kind. Whether it's a gun or you're not using a gun or you're using a less, less lethal weapon. Wasting time is going to kill you. Wasting time is going to hurt you. Because time time is your best friend if you can make the time advantage on your side. But time's your worst friend if the bad guy gets the advantage of time. But I know that there are a lot of first-time gun owners. A lot. In the last two to three years here in the United States of America, a lot of first-time gun owners. And that's a great thing to see. And most of them purchased handguns. So, what does that tell you? That tells you that more and more people are turning to handguns for their self-defense needs. So, I'm not going to say on this episode that the best home defense gun that you can get is a handgun. And I'm not going to say that the best one's an AR-15. And I'm not going to say that the best one is a 12-gauge shotgun. I'm going to say, understand... What is your need? Take into account all the considering, considering factors. How are you going to store it? Where are you going to keep it? What's your safe going to be like? How close is it going to be to you at all times inside your house? Because you don't know when the bad guy is going to attack. You have no idea. You can't predict. If you say you can predict, you're, I'm sorry, you're, you're not correct. You're not, you, you can't figure out exactly when the bad guy is going to show up and exactly what they're going to do and what's the, how far away from you they're going to be. And are they going to be armed or are they not going to be armed? You don't know that. What's your budget? Are you looking for one home defense gun or two or three? That's going to be a big determining factor. Do you live by yourself? Do you have a family? Do you have kids in the house? Where are your kids? If it's at night and everybody's sleeping, where is everybody sleeping? What kind of a gun is going to be best for you in that situation? Once you have the answer to all of these, then you will know what is the best home defense gun. So, maybe it depends, maybe it doesn't. Maybe you want a gun that is an all-purpose gun. You can use it for home defense, you can use it for concealed carry. So then for you, that might be a Glock 19. It might be a Sig P365. It might be a M&P Shield Plus. It might be a Glock 17. It, there's a lot of different scenarios. And so you put that gun, you put it on your hip, or you put an appendix carry in a keeper's concealment holster, and when you leave your house, you're concealed carrying. And if you live in the great state of Texas and 19 other states in the United States, you don't even need to have a permit anymore 
to carry a handgun as long as you're 21 years of age and not prohibited from owning a firearm and not a convicted felon. And maybe you want that gun to serve both of those roles for home defense and for concealed carry. And maybe on the rare occasion that you have to defend your property, you probably could do it with a handgun as long as you've practiced doing that. And if you got one of those guns and you got a you got a nice optic on it, maybe you got a Holison or a Trigicon red dot or green dot on your handgun, it makes it even easier if you have to defend your property at 20 yards with a gun like that, with a handgun like that. So these are some of the factors and things that to consider about home defense guns. And there's so much talk about home defense guns. I wanted to be sure that I talked about it on this episode. Check out my YouTube channel for the uh, shotgun video that I talked about. Many of you also like to support podcasts like this. If if you get a benefit from this, please consider supporting me. Uh, you can do something like your Amazon shopping by going through my store, my Amazon store. Click on one of the products that you see on my page, on my Amazon page. Click one of those products and then do your shopping on Amazon. That supports me. You can become a Patreon. I have a Patreon channel. A lot of exclusive information, both audio and video, on my Patreon page that you don't get from me anywhere else. So go to go to handgunworld.com, become a Patreon. You can support me that way. You can also join the Shooters Club video membership series that Ben Branham and I have produced over the years. We've been doing the Shooters Club and producing that now for about seven years. You can become a member over there for $8 a month or $75 a year. Lots of ways. I would really appreciate your support, please. That would be fantastic. And uh, I put in 564 episodes of work. I plan to keep on doing it, but I do need your help. So I'd be very grateful if you could do that. So the last thing I want to say about a home defense gun is ammo. Ammo, ammo, ammo. Get ammunition. Get practice ammunition. Get self-defense ammunition. There's a huge difference. Know what the difference is between practice ammunition and self-defense. Know which one's going to work in your gun. What self-defense ammo is going to work in your gun? You know what? There's only one way to figure that out. You're going to have to go buy some of that self-defense ammo. You're going to have to go to the range and you're going to have to shoot it. And you'll figure out if your gun likes it or if it does not. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to this practical show. You've just listened to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast, and I'm Bob Main, your host, and I appreciate you tuning in on another week. Next week, I hope to have a really good interview with a prominent person in the self-defense industry, but I'm going to keep that quiet for now until I actually get the interview done. Then I'll probably get on social media and talk about it, and you'll be probably hearing that next week on episode 565. Most likely, I'm going to be able to pull that off and get that to happen this week and bring you a real good interview. So thanks for listening. Remember, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. How can people be so blind? I know what free